Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. What we say makes a difference, an impact, for better or for worse. We are accountable for everything we say. Jesus warned the Pharisees in the Gospel of Matthew 12, 34-36. From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good person brings forth good out of the store of goodness, but an evil person brings forth evil out of the store of evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will render an account for every careless word they speak. By your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. What we say makes a difference. What we say reflects who we are and whose we are. Because we are called by his name, our words reflect on Jesus Christ. As she walked the earth, Mary did not have an easy life. She was bound by legal decree to make the grueling trip to Bethlehem with Joseph, where they were isolated from others and made to shelter in place with the animals. She did not let fear claim her or complain of the oppression of Rome. She proclaimed the greatness of the Lord. We are called to proclaim it too. Indeed, we are living in difficult times. Listening to the news broadcast of our current conditions can plant fear and even despair robbing us of peace and stealing our hope. As Christians, and especially as Magnificat women, we are called to holy boldness. A word recently received from the Lord by the Magnificat CST promises us. You each have been called by name. New courage and new holy boldness. It is time. Yes, it is time. Raise up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. This is not a time to be fearful. The harvest is ready. Do not be afraid. I will give you all that you need. In the Garden of Eden, the serpent's first line of attack was to instill doubt. Doubt in God's loving intentions. In our day, We are facing a global pandemic. It has engulfed the whole world, and a lot is being said about it. It is hard to know what is actually currently true and what is a fearful projection. We must diligently, repeatedly, and faithfully seek God's face before we allow what we hear into the realm of what we believe. We must Throw off doubt in God's loving intention always, and especially within this current trial. 
We must cling to the word of God as the truth that will set us free from fear and allow God's love to turn all our individual and corporate circumstances into a harvest of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, and self-control. If we in the body of Christ do this, we will become walking proclamations of the goodness of the Lord. If we don't do this, we will destroy our witness. In 1 Peter 4.12-13, we read, Beloved, do not be surprised that a trial by fire is occurring among you, as if something strange were happening to you. But rejoice to the extent that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice exultantly. Peter says, when, not if, God's glory will be revealed to us and by his grace through us. As we continue to shelter in place, we have a lot more time to do some soul searching and heart cleansing. It is a prayerful process that we continue throughout our lives, even when Lent has passed. We have the Holy Spirit as a faithful companion and teacher. He will guide us into all truth, whether in the scripture or in our own hearts. Why we need the Holy Spirit is well explained by Paul in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6. 4. Although we are in the flesh, we do not battle according to the flesh, for the weapons of our battle are not of flesh, but are enormously powerful, capable of destroying fortresses. We destroy arguments and every pretension raising itself against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. And we are ready to punish every disobedience once your obedience is complete. The Holy Spirit will expose sins and lies we hold in our hearts and destroy them with truth that sets us free. He will convict and convince us so we can repent of the sin and renounce the lies, replacing them with God's mercy and truth. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It is essential to the battle between the Spirit and the world, the flesh and the devil. Paul says this in Hebrews 4, 12-13. Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. No creature is concealed from him, but everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. The church gives us a major dose of scripture in our daily mass readings and prayers. The rosary with its mysteries is completely scriptural and historically powerful. 
God has armed us through the sacraments for whatever spiritual battle we may encounter. Through baptism, he has marked us as his own, united us with his great army of angels and saints, given us gifts to nourish and empower us, and assured our ultimate victory if we'll walk in his ways. Through reconciliation, he gives us forgiveness of sins and power to sin no more. Through Eucharist, he gives us food for the journey and a foretaste of heaven. Basically, God says to us, even as he said to the people of Israel through Jeremiah, when you look for me, you will find me. Yes, when you seek me with all your heart. In Matthew 12, 37, 38, Jesus must again suffer the Pharisees questioning in their demand for a sign. We read, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. He said to them in reply, An evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. Human beings like to see signs, tangible proof. People want God to prove himself by doing something about this pandemic. They want miraculous proof of his power. They are uncomfortable with faith, which Paul defines as the realization of what is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Those of us who walk by faith have seen many signs of God's power and presence throughout this time. Miracles of recovery, protection, and conversion. But let us never forget the greatest sign, the one that Jesus gave us 2,000 years ago, and which we rejoice this Easter tide. The most enduring sign is and always will be, He is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Jesus is alive. Amen and God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.